Welcome to the Godly Business Podcast, where we discuss sales fundamentals with some biblical principles. I'm your host, Anne Jean-Pierre, and this episode is brought to you by Better Sales Women, where entrepreneurs learn to master the sales conversation and 3x their income. To learn more, visit bettersaleswomen.com. All right, so in today's episode, I wanted to discuss three keys to effective communication. One of the big things that I teach is that sales is a simple conversation. It's a com- it's a simple conversation to get to see one if this is a right fit for you, the if the customer is a right fit and if you ha- can help them with their finding the solution to their problem, right? So that's what sales is. So that alone should help to reduce your anxiety when it comes to the sales communication. All right. So today, then I wanted to discuss three areas that you probably should focus on when it comes to improving your sales communication and having effective communication. So the first area I wanted to um, discuss is knowing your audience. So this is probably one of the first thing that in communication, you have to understand. So knowing your audience is important because depending on your audience, you will shift your communication style. So if I am speaking to, you know, a group of five-year-olds, my communication style is going to be much, much different if I'm speaking to people in my own age group. Not only that, my communication style will also differ depending on what kind of um, material I'm trying to convey, right? If I'm giving information versus if I'm trying to persuade someone to do something, right? So depending on the audience and my objective, my, my, um, and the objective of what I'm trying to get the audience to do Um, my communication style will change. So therefore, it is very important for me to understand who my audience is, right? And then target my my, um, jargon, if you will, to them. So if I'm speaking, let's say I'm an accountant and I'm speaking to other accountants, it's okay in that scenario for me to use certain jargons why? Because everyone in that field, everyone I'm speaking to is in my field. Everyone I'm speaking to understand the terms, certain terms that, I have to, that I'm using. So I don't need to necessarily go back and explain every jargon um, that I'm using in the communication. However, let's say I am all still speaking regarding, you know, accounting. But now the audience is completely different, right? The audience is um, a group of um, business people, right? But they don't understand accounting, right? And maybe they're new to business and they're just trying to get a consultation. My approach to the conversation is going to be one different because I'm speaking to them, but also because of let's say this person needs a consultation, my communication style with them, with my consultation is going to be different 
versus if this person wants to be educated in the world of accounting, right? And they're approaching me as a mentor, for example, uh, for me to discuss accounting with them. It's a completely different audience. So now my communication style is going to be different to them. I hope that makes sense. So knowing your audience is very, very important because communicating to them, you will have to pick your language better and you will have to realize who you're talking to and how to have them the, the proper communication in order for them to understand, because you don't want to lose your audience by not being relatable, right? You don't want to lose your audience by having conversation that goes way over their head. And, um, if anyone has ever taught a class, you can tell by your students' eyes when they're like, I have no idea what you just said, right? And I see this sometimes even in corporate meetings where the person doing the presentation is not taking the time to understand who they are talking to. And everyone, because they're trying to be polite, just stays there looking confused and just nod their head. And guess what? This is not effective communication because you are not speaking to your audience. And unfortunately, because most people are um, either feel like it's rude to ask questions or whatever, they may not tell you outright that, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So I see that a lot. So make sure that the first thing that you address and understand is who you are talking to and what the purpose of your conversation is, which is also very important. And I'm going to kind of discuss it more on the third um, key, but the purpose of your conversation is also going to matter when it comes to speaking to your audience. Because if you are trying to give information, like I said earlier, is going to sound differently versus if I am trying to persuade you or sell to you, right? If I'm trying to sell to you, my communication sounds going to be different than if I'm tr just trying to give you information. And unfortunately, one of the things that I see a lot in sales is that people give information thinking that they are selling and they are trying, they are closing, they are moving the conversation to a close when really all you're doing is giving information. Giving information is not the same as close or, or, or having a conversation to move the cell to close. So that's something that you have to keep in mind. So I can tell you all about the facts of something without never actually giving you the benefit to make an action to, you know, resolve or purchase or sign the contract, right? So that's the difference. And knowing what's the, what's the point of the conversation that you are having. Um, so that's one, that's the first thing is knowing your audience and the purpose of your com communication with them. The second thing is, a big one is your tone of voice. So your tone of voice, the reason why I say, why I put it as 
the number two in this is two, well, several fold, right? Most of communications nowadays, especially with coaching, consulting, which is a lot of the target target audience, right, is over the phone nowadays, right? It's either over the phone or via Zoom or something like that. So it's not physical, right? It's not where um, you are in the person's presence um, face-to-face, right? So it, especially if the conversation is over the phone, it's even more important that you are aware of your tone of voice. So one of the things I, um, a trick that I always advise people to do when you are, um, speaking over the phone is to, um, how do I put this? One is to, before the conversation start is to stand in a hero stance. Now this may seem silly, to stand in the hero stance. And what I mean by the hero stance is where you put um, your two arm on your hip and then you stand straight with your chest up and your face up. When you do that, it um, helps for your vocal to stay straight. And that also helps you to be more confident, right? So therefore your communication will come out a little clearer So that will also help you come out to be more confident. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I tell people, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, is to smile. Because when you are smiling, believe it or not, people can hear it in your tone of voice, right? So just the same way if you are having a bad day, as soon as the person picks up the phone, they can kind of tell, hey, you're not all there. You're not having the best day, right? So your tone of voice is important. And also your tone of voice kind of get help to give confidence or kill confidence. And I have this, this conversation a lot because in the one of my coachings, what I help people to do is well, what I ask them to do is record their conversation, right? And the sales conversation um, with their prospect so I can give them feedback. And two things that I notice a lot is the conversation will be going really well, right? And things are flowing. Now we get into the um, asking for the clothes, asking for the sale, asking to move forward. What I notice a lot is that the tone of voice shift their voice drop. And while you were talking very confidently before about your product, you're very passionate about it. You are showing the benefit. You are doing all of the things. However, at that last, you know, point of the conversation, when it comes time to asking for the money, your voice drops. And the moment your voice drops and you hesitate, you are communicating to your uh, prospect that you are not that confident about the price that you're about to give them, right? And so because of that, a lot of times without you realizing it, you are communicating with the customer to maybe question whether or not the value is there. Even though you've just sold them 
on the value and they were, you know, down for it and everything. But because now all of a sudden you're like, your voice drops and you become hesitant when you come to asking for the price or communicating what the price is. Now they lose confidence in you. And what happens, um, and I've talked about this in another podcast, what happens is now this is where you have people asking, negotiating the price with you, right? They are negotiating the price. They want to reduce their price. Um, they're asking, Hey, is there any way you could do X, Y, Z, right? So let's say you're like, Hey, um, you know, it's $1,500, but because of how you ask, um, or because of how you, you know, make your, um, demand now they're like, Oh, okay. This sounds like there's room for negotiation, even though there's not right. So they will ask, Hey, instead of 15, can you do 12? And all of this is related to your tone of voice when you are making the offer. So this is why I put that as the second thing is your tone of voice, right? Your tone of voice can build confidence in your prospect, or it can tear down the confidence in your prospect. And, um, also kind of related to, um, tone of voice is pacing, right? Um, pacing yourself to make sure that you are not rushing through your, um, presentation, right. To, um, make sure, making sure you're not, um, rushing to your offer. And, um, I'm probably going to do more of those, um, effective communication podcast. Don't hold me to it, but um, I feel like there are so many um, different aspects and effective communication that needs to be addressed. So I might, um, you know, do uh, a second part to this, but um, what, what I'm saying is, is making sure you're pacing yourself and allowing time to have an actual conversation. And the reason why I say this is because what I see a lot of time is you're making your presentation as if you're in a high school science fair, right? You're just saying, Hey, here are all the facts. Here are the benefits. Here are this, here are that. Never allowing the the prospect to have room to ask you questions, to bring in um, their objections. So you can like, Hey, you know, uncover them as you do in your presentation versus now having to do all of the objection um, after you make your offer, if that makes sense. So pacing yourself, listening, inviting the person to engage in the conversation with you, all of that can be um, addressed with your tone of voice as well in your pacing. Because if you feel, if the person feels rushed and the person feels like they do not have room to interrupt, right? Um, kind of thing, which is normal in a flow of conversation. But if your tone of voice is not, um, giving that vibe, <laughs> if you will, um, that the room to enter and have that back and forth to interrupt, to ask questions and your tone of voice just seems, um, either slug, sluggish, not to say lazy, but sluggish or, um, not, um, exciting. Now I will put a star asterisk, right? There is such a thing as fake enthusiasm, right? Where you are way too over the top, way too exciting 
for um the um the conversation that you're having in the presentation that it comes off as you trying too much and it comes off as um you're not being authentic because you are all hey enthusiasm enthusiasm which i know this is something that a lot of sales um training and sales program talks about um you know hey make sure you're enthusiastic when you're doing your presentation um i get that you know you shouldn't be like hey uh, it's such a bother for me to be here <laughs> you know what i mean you you don't want to do that definitely not but at the same time you don't want to be hi so welcome and i'm like no don't do that right you don't want to like scare the person and i'm sorry if i kind of screamed in your ears listening to this but you know you don't want to um scare the person away and like hey i this is not for me type situation right so you don't want to have the person be scared of the conversation um or or scared of you really um because you your your and your energy is not matching you get what i'm saying so that's why i wanted to make sure we we discuss that part is your tone of voice making sure that it matches keep your audience in mind when you are um you know approaching the conversation make sure your tone of voice is appropriate for the um occasion and then you know go from there so lastly is my third um thing key to effective communication which is being concise right be concise and do not drag on so being concise means to keep to the point right keep your message as short as possible and simple i'm going to say that part again simple do not complicate things that do not need to be complicated. And I see this in um corporate sales a lot where you're trying to sell um a package to to an organization, right? And it, it may be a hundred hundreds of thousand dollars to millions of dollars, right? And there are multiple parts, multiple um stakeholders that have to look at it. So your package may have to be, um, packaged, I guess your, your, you know, you have to make your presentation in stages, right? And this is again, where it comes into knowing your, your, um, your audience, especially if you have to make your presentation in stages, one, let's say your first presentation is to what I call the gatekeeper, right? The person that you have to sell to, to get you to the person that you're actually going to sell to, that's going to be the decision maker, right? So you have to sell to that person first, the gatekeeper. Then when you get to once, you know, the gatekeeper do their thing um, and you do your thing with the gatekeeper, now you have access to the decision maker. And sometimes even with this decision maker, there are multiple decision makers, right? Because it could be something like, let's say you're selling a program to this company, um, to, to this company and there are multiple um, departments, for example, that will be using this program. So you not, you not only have to convince, let's say the um, logistic department on this program, but you also now have to convince the accounting department on that program, 
right? So the accounting head of that department and the logistic head of that department are looking for two completely different things, right? So you, this is also why I said know your audience because the conversation you're going to have with the accounting versus logistics are going to be different. So therefore your presentation has to be tailored to whoever you're talking to and, you know, get that in order. But it has to also be concise that either one of them, if they're in the same room, right, at the same time, that they can understand what you're talking about. And it has to be simple and to the point. So what you don't want to do is laggy gag about all of the um, benefits that you think it will do. This this is another thing that I would warn you against. Um, not to sell to, in that particular scenario, right? You would sell to the benefit of um, Costco, for example. Let's say that's who you're presenting to as a whole. Great. But my department is logistics and I want to know how is this going to help me and my department, right? How is this going to make me as the head of this department look good? Because you still have to remember you are dealing with humans, right? And their um, agenda, if you will, may not be as squarely um, <laughs> business oriented as you would think, right? It's like, oh, it's squarely about the business. It's squarely about the numbers. It's squarely about what makes sense, right? So there are some times where you have to do that dance and realize, okay, this person, it's, it's not just about the numbers. It's also about, hey, I don't want to have to now hear all the complaints from my um, team about the headache of learning a new software, right? So this is why I say you have to keep your audience in mind. And when you are making your communication to keep it simple and short and to the point to make it the simpler you make it and the less complicated you make it, the easier it's going to be for that person to see, okay, this makes sense because, and the reason why you also want to make it simple, you may not be the only person that's making this pitch, right? Company Z and company C are also making the pitch for probably a similar product that now they have to pick which one they think is the best. So because of that, you want yours to not be, you definitely want yours to stand out. You don't want it to be overly, overly simplistic to where you are forgotten, right? It's kind of like an interview, right? You don't want it to be where you, the, I don't like to use that word because vanilla is, is black, but that's another su subject, but you, like just milk, right? You don't want it to be like, okay, whatever. Like this was so bland, like <laughs> so vanilla bland. Like I don't, you don't, you don't, they don't even remember you in the conversation. So you don't want that. You definitely don't want that. But at the same time, you don't want it to be so complicated that they, they leave with a headache. Like what was that? Right? <laughs> so you want it to be simplistic and concise, short to the point, but also hit 
on their key um on their key pain point and show them the solution. So those are the things that you have to keep in mind when um doing effective communication is those points, right? To be to know your audience, who you're talking to, be concise. So being concise also means to be clear, right? To to have a clear goal and the purpose for the message, which we, we, we kind of talked about also in the audience, but also be be clear on what it is that you're trying to convey to your audience so that they can get the message, know your point, be exactly what it is that you need to get to and, you know, close the cell. So that's the three things I wanted to talk about. Know your audience, check your tone of voice, and then be concise. So I hope this, um, the key to the, these three keys to effective communication will help in your next sales conversation. Let me know what you think. Let me know, you know, what you got out of this. Um, one of the key, um, verse that I want to leave with you today is found in James 1 19. And, um, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. This is my last little tidbit. And it it says it clearly be quick to listen and slow to speak. And your presentation, this is, I guess, tip number four, right? Is that you need to listen to your audience, listen, listening into their body language, because their body language will also tell you if they are lost, right? You can see, like I said um, earlier, like in their eyes, if they're lost. If that's the case, please don't just continue your presentation address it. Stop, ask questions, ask, Hey, you seem that you didn't get that part. Is there something I can answer for you? What is it that you're not understanding? And then go over it. Listening is very, very important and listening, not just with your ears, but with your eyes and be able to pick up on your audience, um, where they are, because that will also be a huge um, thing because I've, I've seen it myself where I was making a sales presentation and you can tell uh, the prospect was just like, I, I don't know what, what she just said. So I had to go back and be like, Hey, it seems like you're confused about what I, what I just said. What is it that's throwing you off? Right. And then he had to explain to me, like, what do you mean by X, Y, Z? Like, how would that work? Right. And I had to take extra time to explain that. And then it was like, oh, okay, I get what you're saying now, right? Versus if I saw that look in his face and I just continued speaking and then tried to address it at the end, one, he may not remember. Two, I may not remember which part of the conversation that he was kind of like thrown off about. But um, also like now he's going to have an objection and he may not be sure what the objection is just that hand, I wasn't sure about something, even if I can put my hand on it right now, depending on how long your conversation was, um, I don't feel confident moving forward. So I'm just going to say no to the whole thing because of this one part that I didn't understand. So I hope that makes sense. So, um, take that verse with you on, you know, for, uh, James one, 
uh, verse 19, that you should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, not slow to speak to where you're boring people, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, hopefully this was helpful, guys. Um, I hope you got a lot of this. And remember to rely on God for your for him to instruct you, teach you, and counsel you in the way that you should go. Um, hope to speak with you guys next week. Let me know if you have any questions, concern. Leave me a note. Let me know what you would like to hear more about. And um, we'll go from there. I'll talk to you guys next week. God bless.